welcome to the fourth officials EPL and World Soccer podcast. I am your host Tom Miller here with James Lewis, who is a Manchester City fan and mostly a Manchester United hater. <laughs> and I'm here with the Kenley oh. of Arsenal fandom, um, who has, I think, a pretty, shall we say, balanced view of the big Arsenal win this week. <laughs> called a balanced view. Also, um, I would have a balanced view if it wasn't for your antics last week on the podcast. What antics? Oh, we we weren't up to any Ant- antics. Ken. Antics. I, I can assure antics? you, everything you was antics? above board. What antics? Uh, are, I mean, we, be specific. This what usually antics? takes about an hour to get through this podcast. At some point, I'd like you guys to just admit that you were wrong in what you said and. Arsenal had a 1-0 victory. No matter how you slice it, a W is a W. Well, we so got what, a prediction wrong, and yeah, so what, that's, what did we get those wrong? are antics. Not what? just a prediction wrong, just like a full-blown, like, Arsenal, they have nothing to play for. They, they don't. They, they, they don't, don't know. Like, James Lewis made it out to where the city of Manchester has more history than Arsenal does. It's just not it's, – it's a, it's a, it's a full-blown I think fallacy. you might be putting words in my mouth there, but I'll let you have it. That's just the way you talk. I mean, yeah. just what I, heard, I just what I heard, you know, perception's reality. It sounds like you're projecting. We, we can get into more uh, of our antics regarding Arsenal, Ken, when we get to that match. I want to talk about Liverpool and the race for fourth, as I think some pretty interesting things happened last week and then, of course, yesterday. One of the, even though I am not a fan of Liverpool, one of the coolest goals I've seen um, it sucks because the goals that I've seen, with the exception of the Ole winner for the Champs League final, uh, the one, two of the coolest goals I've ever seen have been from rivals, like uh, City's <laughs> Aguero goal in the ninety what fourth minute. Ninety three twenty. To win a, a title is is amazing. Uh, this is not a title winning goal by Allison, but still a fantastic goal. It's a season just, saving goal. It's a this yeah. season and next season saving goal for them. Yeah. I just think it. I think it was really cool. Obviously, you know, we don't want Liverpool to go anywhere. But now they are. They have a seventy-six percent chance of making the UCL after that goal. Um, And you know, we'll get into that a little bit. I want to talk first about Manchester United, Liverpool. We'll also get into a little bit of Syria and La Liga later, late, late, late. Um, We will touch on Ken Lee's team, the Arsenal, (laughs) Uh, and they're mine talk a little bit about some big european finals coming up obviously europa at the top of the list um so we can get deep into that we might do a one hour special preview for that one james if you want to but let's start with manchester united liverpool uh coming into the week to set the stage manchester united played leicester who were in third place and (laughs) fielded a b squad of b squatters against Leicester and really pissed Liverpool off because Liverpool needed United to take it to Leicester. It didn't happen, Ken, as Manchester United basically played their entire B squad. Um, some players that had never played before, Elanga, uh, Diallo, Twanzebe. Yeah, he, he's had maybe three or four appearances. You even yeah, put out Donny Van de Beek, who Ole hates. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can talk a little bit more about Van de Beek. It's just... He's a tight space player. I actually think he'd be all right at like Man City or something on the bench, obviously. But he doesn't play well in the open field uh, Manchester United counterattacking play. 
So, yeah, but anyway, so he, he played in this match. Alanga played in this match. Uh, and, and basically, played. <laughs> played. Juan Mata made an appearance. <laughs> Juan Mata. Yeah, I saw something today. It was like, oh, uh, Juan Mata contract update. I was like, uh, I thought we were all just kind of like letting this run out. You know, like it's been nope. running out for like three years. It's Manchester United. It's uh, it's contract renewal time. It might be. <laughs> it might be after uh, the big loss there. But Leicester wins two to one. And the Liverpool fans were irate. Um because United didn't play a real lineup. Well, to be fair, Tom, I mean, you guys really did basically abandon all concept of sporting integrity. <laughs> I, I, I don't like James Lewis, but uh, I feel like we, we have to agree with him at this point. But but we had a United had a match on that Sunday. I'm sorry. And then they played did, Tuesday, and they had another match on Thursday. That so. doesn't that doesn't even address what I just said. You've abandoned all. No, there's you, you know you've nothing to hide behind here. There's no, hey, you know, Klopp, you're not fooling anybody. Klopp said it best. Klopp it, told for me. for United to play Tuesday and Thursday, it's criminal. And Sunday, Sunday, Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday. That's ridiculous. It's We're your just, fault though. It is your fault though. It's your fans' fault. That right, that's happened. true. That's that's the other that's the part yeah. of it though. It's your fans' protest kind of. that got the you can't game say delayed. Kind of. You can't say I mean, kind of. Yeah, though. it's 100%. Okay, but I mean, and they we tried still to do it again. Three matches in 5 days, like you Yeah, but you have three five matches because it was a rescheduled. Your own doing. Your own doing. It yeah. wasn't put like that. That's fine. Whatever. No other I reason. Care. Uh but yeah, so Sporting I mean, integrity. I'm just glad I'm just glad <laughs> that United don't really have anything to play for. So, losing yeah. to Leicester the way they did and the way they played, it was a non-factor kind of thing. However, Thursday with the match with Liverpool, with Liverpool, we could have ended their season by beating them. Yes. Playing a full squad. Liverpool had played, I believe, two matches total in the last 14 days, James. I think leading up into that game. Again, your fault. Um, and it was, it was extremely disappointing from a, yeah. as a Manchester United fan, as a City fan, Arsenal well, fan. This is, this is always a tough one for me. It's like, how can both teams lose? Uh, yeah. Haven't found a way yet. Um, yeah. That being said, I wish that your team had actually decided they wanted to play uh, on that day. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, they played pretty badly. The system of passing the ball out of the back or passing the ball out of the back through Fred uh, was really bad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, definitely needed Maguire just for some composure. Maguire's still injured. Uh, and, you know, the one good thing that came out of this game for me was just reinforcing how much I dislike Liverpool um, and their fans for the oh, most yeah. part. And I had a I had a rant with you guys a little bit in the chat. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, Liverpool, I'm like, all right, they got another game. They get their win. I thought they were going to lose at West Brom. They came really close. And I was almost going to pull it back a little bit because if they drew or lost to West Brom, it's like, you know, kicking a horse when it's down, blah, blah, blah. Right. But because they did win and they're high enough that I feel like we can take some shots at them, James. Are you going to? I want to point out some things. Okay. Ooh. I want to point out okay. Some All right. All right. Okay. Seeing a lot of, uh, oh, man, did you see how well our center backs played? Did you see how well, you know, was it Nat Phillips and uh, Reese Williams played? Yeah, you know what? They they only allowed two goals to United. You know, it's pretty. That's fine. It's a below average performance from most standards. But uh, 
You know what I think it really comes down to, guys? This whole season for Liverpool, as they try to work magic to squeeze out a top four, your manager cost you the season, not your injury to Virgil van Dijk. Your manager, as soon as van Dijk got injured, the whole team dropped into a hole, and then he moved Fabinho back there and, and Henderson. Henderson back there. Yeah. And you lost your control of the midfield. Now, Fabinho played really well as center back, and I think Henderson was fine from what I saw. But they lost the midfield. The truth of the matter is, Liverpool fans, your team and your offense are not the same anymore. That's why you weren't good this season. It wasn't because of Van Dyke. By the way, Van Dyke in two matches, I think he played, what, like five in the season, James? Yeah. He allowed ten goals over two matches, which I, I, I think you would have a really hard time finding a player who is considered the best center back in the world at the time, allowing 10 goals over two, two games. You're firing a lot of shots here. I'm... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I want to reiterate the fact that, again, it is your offense that costs you and your manager for not playing two guys who can play defense, Reese Williams and uh, Nat Phillips. Yeah. They can play defense. There's worse, there's worse defenders in the league, I think, than Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. Yes. I don't think they're good, but they're fine. And the fact that he did not trust those players is the reason that Liverpool did nothing this year. It's all, it's the whole reason. One player getting injured, that happens to Manchester City every year. It really does. It happened in the year they got 100 points. I think VD, um, KDB. I think KDB was out for like three months. More, yeah. He was like, half the season, basically. United, when they were winning, they lose players. They lose Rooney for two months here. They use Vidic for two, two months there. Like... Teams lose players, and I'm aware that Van Dyke's injury was on an offside play, should have been a red card, but bleeby 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 bloop. The point is, injuries happen, and it's Klopp's job to, to make the most out of those injuries. Not only did he completely screw with the whole way the team was playing, because he was so afraid that he had lost Virgil Van Dyke, but also he ended up just basically killing the offense. All of a sudden, they couldn't score. Do you guys remember that? It, it wasn't that long yeah. ago. Well, I mean, Mane has basically had the worst season of his career since he turned professional. Yeah. Oh, he's mad too. Yeah. Now, I will say, though, I mean, losing losing a defender of, of VVD's stature is tough. I mean, look at you guys. You lose Maguire and Firmino dunks on you for two goals. We'll get into that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. That's a good point. It is. It is. I mean... I don't think Maguire is on the same level as Virgil van Dyke, obviously. Uh, but I do think it's important to have a center back. That being said, I think Fabinho and Henderson, had they been played in their proper spots, the rest of that team was whole. They did was a entirely lot more. Whole. They did a lot more for the team in midfield. As you said, even though Fabinho did, did fine in center mm-hmm. back, Jordan Henderson, also not bad. But, I mean, Fabinho shines wherever you put him. He's, He's a great elite. player. But that's why you need him in midfield controlling the game and and you're right i mean i think it's not no one uh there's gonna be a lot of managers that agree with you if you lose the midfield you lose the game i think it's a pretty (laughs) solid concept uh in soccer as a whole so i I can't argue with you there i think it's klopp's fault the reason that they are going to finish fourth or fifth and have been almost irrelevant since they went on what a six game losing streak at home that's because of your center back like come on And now I want to talk about one thing that unfortunately (laughs) will come out of this season where Liverpool will actually be able to make an adjustment that they didn't make this season, which was Roberto Firmino sucks. Like, he's bad. He scored two goals, and he has these specialized 
uh, celebrations, Ken. Always something <laughs> special. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Well, you know what he's going to do? He's going to score. He's going to triple his goal scoring by scoring two goals. He has six goals in 33 matches this season. That's the reason that you're in fifth place. Not because of Virgil van Dyke. It's because your center striker has six goals. I, I, I don't want to defend him. Well, then don't. Because I know you're, you're, on, a, you're on a big... I don't want to end this rant. I like the sound of it. It's fine to me. He, well, I don't you like Firmino, it mainly because he's not talking about Arsenal yet. I don't think for me. Well, he's United. United will always be in the clouds, no matter where they are. That, mm-hmm. That's one thing for sure. He'll, Continue. Anyway, Firmino, I don't think that he typically is a a large goal scorer. I just think that what you were saying before. I think rash decisions did not allow cooler heads to prevail, and they moved people who were in who were not center backs into center back and it stopped the ball from being able to get to Mane to continue his his disastrous form of, of what I can only consider maybe is like no confidence. And you can't get the ball to um jeez, I'm like Mo Salah. You can't get the yeah. ball to them. So if you can't get the ball to them, they can't score. But Firmino never really scores goals. And like you were saying in the beginning, and I'll give you a little credit here, Thomas. Thank you. You were saying in the beginning it will only be an issue when Liverpool is losing. They're losing, and they're not in the best of form, so people need a finger, someone to point their finger at, and Firmino is going to take some of that for sure. Well, well, yeah, and that's the thing. They're going to be able to now move him on because Jota's way better, James. Yeah, Jota is much better. I mean, I don't know if he's – if you're watching their system, I mean, I don't know if he is – a direct replacement for how they play no. for Mino, but it doesn't mean, I mean, it doesn't, he doesn't have to be just, he is a superior player. Yes. Um, also injured again, probably out for the, re- I mean, the remainder. Right? Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, oh. that's, a, so that's an issue they'll have to sort out. Um, but it's still even, I mean, I don't know that they move for Mino on. I don't think I don't that think happens. So either. Oh, they're not going to the do team. that. So, no. so he's still going to be in rotating in. He's still going to. I think they're going to try. They're going to try to keep the players that they can. I mean, I could see Mane or Salah maybe leaving. I mean, if they yeah. didn't get Champions League, I think one or both would be gone. But now they're they're in with a shout. Uh, there's still some scenarios where they don't get in, but but they have a high percentage chance of getting in. Just a side note with uh, Firmino with his – he has eight league goals. Um, you were saying he doesn't score goals, which is true. I mean, he doesn't Not score. Not habitually. He doesn't score goals. Yeah, and before, like I said at the beginning of the season, Ken, you, you, you're marked on it. It's okay when you're not scoring, but Salah and Firmino are scoring 20 goals each. And as soon as you stop scoring, which was Liverpool's problem with that stretch where they ruined their season – they couldn't score any goals. Firmino is the reason for that. He cannot he for some reason he can't finish anymore. No, the midfield um, is the reason for that. Not and it's Firmino. not the, it's not because he doesn't shoot guys. He is 10th in the league in shots per game. 10th. Like it's not like he doesn't shoot. The guy shoots. He's just not a good scorer. And to see him do his little specialized celebrations and stuff, you're like, dude, <laughs> you guys are in 5th place and at that point you are praying that everybody ahead of you drops points because you've been so bad this year. I think, once again, to just wrap it all up, <laughs> Liverpool's offense and Klopp are the reason that they are in fifth place because, as my dear friend James Lewis says, fifth season Klopp just ain't the same Klopp. Just hits different. It hits different. 
anything to add to Liverpool's run uh, before we talk about the the big win they had over Big Sam? I do like uh, how much they get under your skin. I will say that's a point in Liverpool's favor for me. Uh, just their last two games, Burnley, Crystal Palace, haven't been walks in the park for Liverpool in the past. They have to contend Slaughters. with the... Now, talk about strikers who do score goals. Mm-hmm. Chris Say it. Wood. Say it. Chris spray it. Wood. Remember the name. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Wednesday, May 19th, 3.15 p.m. Eastern Time, Chris Wood, two goals, dunks on Liverpool in a two to one victory. I heard at all the of Burnley is off work that day. Well off they're none of early. well none of them are employed. So I mean technically you're right. Oh boy, here we here we go. But. Uh at Three Beards Pod on Twitter. <laughs> uh you can hit James directly with that. Um any Burnley fans that are out there. This is where you make a remark about them not being able to write or something like that, James, and just really I mean, yeah. the, well, off it's, the cliff. I mean, you said it. I didn't. I didn't. But Liverpool, on a nice little run here, as they start to rack up results that they need, they beat Manchester United. Then they play West Brom. Big Sam sitting up 1-0. Salah gets his goal. Salah sort of quietly having a, a really nice season as he – has been consistently good for a long time. I'm hearing a lot of weird stuff like put it in iron already. Mo Salah is a Prem legend. He's not a legend. He's a fantastic player. Um, and he's probably going somewhere else so that you guys can balance the books. Salah scores. And then up comes Allison in the fifth minute of a four minute stoppage. La- basically time. last kick of the game. Last kick of the game. The goalie comes up, puts a beautiful header in the back post. Like I said, even though I very much dislike Liverpool, really cool moment in soccer um, to see that. Um, Big moment I, for him personally too. I, you know, he yeah. he had his uh, father pass away this uh, earlier in the season, and he he yeah. he gave a very emotional uh, interview after the game, mm-hmm. basically saying, "Look, I haven't been giving these interviews. It's been a tough time for me. Um, I, uh, it definitely meant a lot to him. It means everything to Liverpool and and the Liverpool yeah. fans. Huge, huge." game liverpool fans uh on twitter over the last day kind of in the clouds with some weird like trent alexander arnold is the best right back again talk that i thought was they started that two games ago they started that against (sighs) when he when he played against united but you know what i just read i read uh some some the insiders think that uh, there is almost zero chance that southgate takes him to the euros with england yeah he's had a poor season I mean, there's I mean, really nothing else to say about it. He's had a Southgate, bad yeah, Southgate doesn't play Liverpool's system, and mm-hmm. if you're not going to play Liverpool's system, you probably can't carry a right back, an attacking right back that gives the ball away thirty plus times a game. Yeah, I mean, he probably would be in a different role, but I think even more importantly than him not playing that specific wing back role would be the fact that he's not a good defender. Yeah. Um. So you would need to have somebody who can defend there, Reese James. Honestly. I always thought they should have AWB on the roster just as a guy who can play defense, but they don't like him. He doesn't. He doesn't they, go. He's he going to switch uh, nationalities, probably. Did is that the talk? I mean, yeah, if they continue to, to like Nigeria. Uh, yeah, I think it was Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Zaha did that as well, um, and yeah. I, I don't blame him. I mean, you know, he's yeah. going to continue not being picked. He's he is an international quality right back. He's a defensive monster. Yeah. Um, he he doesn't help your offense too too much 
But if you have a guy who's a no doubter to shut down a, a left wing, I mean, that's usually where a lot of good players play in, in the Euros. But I, I, I mean, I, I think the emergence of Reese James probably is yeah. what put a nail in that coffin for him. Reese James is more two two sided, dynamic, yeah, two yeah. two way, yeah, yeah. But uh, Liverpool coming up here, their fans are excited. Um, we're, we're we're starting to give Firmino a pass again. But like you said, they got to get through Chris Wood. Chris um, Wood. The Chris Wood. Uh, Ken, anything to add to end the Liverpool conversation about their their rise here at the end and uh, whether or not they can get through Chris Wood and and uh, Roy Hodgson's final game after 86 Ooh. years. He's going to stick it um, to him. Oh, we didn't even get into Crystal Palace. They're, they're going to yeah. fall at Burnley. But at Crystal Palace? You kidding me? Yeah, it's going to be, gonna be tough. I, have a, I, I don't really – I hope they lose the last two games of the season, obviously, because, you know, <laughs> big of you. Yeah, I, I, I want everyone to lose the last two games of the season, except for my Arsenal. So whatever. It doesn't make sense. I have a question season. here. The second goal for West Brom. The one that was called off. I the think one that, that was called mm, off. I have a, about that. I, I want to bring up a point because I think that this is a big cause for contention in the new rules of the land. And now I think that the referees have actually shown their cards that they're confused as well. I thought that we have been reading and hearing the whole time that the referee, the sideline referees have now been trained to keep their flag at their side until the ball goes into the back of the net. Why on that cross Did he is raise the it? referee's flag up mid-cross to call that guy offside when clearly he wasn't offside and the striker or whoever the guy was in, in not in front of Allison, but offside wasn't impeding Allison's uh manner in which he should be able to play goalkeeper what wasn't part of the play at all it's not offside he calls offside before it goes into the goal so they don't var it because i guess they can't they don't even i, I like heard that they did to. var it i heard that they did i mean they were making comments like they did but they definitely didn't show but they, yeah they didn't, they didn't show, show anything like, they didn't show under v, like var like mm-hmm. they usually put the thing in the box or whatever yep. meanwhile all throughout this season these referees will allow a striker, basically force a striker to run 25 yards, get massacred by the keeper, and then call <laughs> offside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's in, it's ridiculous. I think what happened in this circumstance, Ken, you're absolutely right. I think that the referees aren't following their own stated protocol. You're I mean, why why and it's been there's been a couple other scenarios where they've done it as well, not not as egregious as this. And I think that in this case, they were saved uh, by the fact that there was a West Brom player standing technically sure. behind the line. And they could say, oh, yeah, he was blocking. I, I don't think sure. he was blocking Allison's view. Of Absolutely what, not. And I, and I also think that the ref, the ref, you're right, the ref raised the flag when the ball was going in there. The, that player never touched the ball or made an attempt to touch the ball. The no, ball yeah. never even came close to him. No. Why is that flag in the air? It should never go in the air until after the play is complete. That's what we've been told the whole season because VAR is there to do that. This is another situation where if you have the VAR, the communication between the VAR refs and the on-field refs, if you have mm-hmm. that audio playing for the national TV broadcast – this situation is laid bare. You can't hide. There's no. There's no ambiguity. They and I've said it multiple times. They do this for rugby, 
if they're doing a V and they do VAR in rugby and it's handled extremely well. And if there is mm-hmm. a, and if there is a review, you literally hear the conversation between the refs in the booth and the ref on the field. So yeah. the, you cannot hide behind it. And I at a minimum, a at a minimum that needs to be implemented. So we don't have questions like this. We could have the ref in the booth saying, you know, right or wrong, saying, well, that West Brown player is offsides, and I, in my opinion, he's blocking Allison's view. The offsides yeah. flag should stand, right? And at that point, you go with it. Fine. And sure. you hear you hear that, and then you know what? And then you can dissect that after the game, and it can be a learning moment for the refs. When you hide it from everybody, they don't have to learn from anything because they're not exposed to anything. Thievery. But yeah, I'd vote for you, James. Whatever it is, I'm voting for you. Uh, completely agree on all counts. Yes, I think that 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 was a goal, and I'm more I mean, annoyed about Brown... the quick flag, honestly, because people have been injured because they don't yeah. raise the flag. Well, yeah. What if what if that goal had cost West Brom promotion? Oh, I can you? I I can't even imagine. I mean, last that. year something like that happened. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, it happens all the time, and that's why VAR is there. So insane. the fact that we're not using it 100 percent of the time really yeah. pisses me off like and it, we don't it, even know what's going on when they are doing it well the refs they were able to maintain that gray area by saying a clear and obvious error that's how they they kept the game in their hands yeah that needs to go um, as well yeah it you, does you have it's, the ability you have the ability to fix the error so yes. if if you are reviewing it and you see the error you fix it that's yes. what it should be for not to not if the ref is saying, well, I saw it and I don't think it's that big of a deal. And then the booth goes, well, okay, it's your call. Yeah. Massive call. I'm sure fans in Chelsea and London were not happy about it. Uh, let's get into Chelsea's games over the last few weeks here, guys. Last week, Chelsea lose to a certain Arsenal team that some pundits, James Lewis, gave no chance in this match. As Arsenal have very little to play for. They have a dead man walking manager, hopefully, for Ken's sake. Um, and Chelsea Jeez. played. They, they rotated about half their lineup. Conte didn't play. Uh, well, Jorginho, who's one of my least favorite players in the Prem, he did play. But mainly, guys, you knew who played James Lewis. Pooley? Kappa. Oh, Kappa. Yeah, Kappa. well, there you go. Uh, and a goal scored. If someone was two inches taller, it doesn't get scored. Oh, oh I mean, we're talking about the Arsenal. No, no we're talking about the Arsenal game. game. Yeah, sorry, sorry, but yeah. say he actually didn't make. He a actually did on the a goal. very good no. job yeah. to keep the back pass. Yeah, yeah. Jorginho, <laughs> Jorginho tried to uh, tried to spoil the party. I mean, and Emil yeah. Smith Rowe, bless his heart. I mean, he tried to miss that goal. He, he hit did. it off the framework though. He, he, did, he tried to do a, a Werner impression on that one. <laughs> But a huge result here, guys, as Chelsea drops back into the muck after basically gliding upwards. I mean, Tuchel, even beforehand, I thought his comments were that of a, a guy who was not taking Arsenal seriously. Um, and it's not even a matter of Arsenal's good, Arsenal's bad. It's like you're in the Prem. I mean, Manchester City almost lost to Newcastle this weekend. Yeah. We uh, had that did you guys hear um, Tuchel after Sheffield. that? Like after the game? He's really kind of agitated. He's very honest. I kind of like that about him. Like he's like yeah, very like yeah. upfront thing. Yeah, but it'll, um, work, it'll work until the the players don't like. Oh him yeah, anymore. yeah, for sure. Someone will come out and say <laughs> say you're not you're not here anymore. And welcome to yeah. Chelsea. We run the club, exactly. not you. But uh, anyway, he said something like that. I thought was like so like super interesting. He said they asked him like why the the lineup changes, and he said 
well, I have my reasons, but I'm not going to tell you. Like, something happened mm-hmm. in training before that, like, really irritated him with somebody or, yeah, he did or a group bad. of players. Yeah. I think with, with Chelsea, I just think they underestimated Arsenal. I think they were looking ahead to the FA Cup final. And they just look past Arsenal. I mean, and while we joke about it and stuff like that, I mean, Arsenal's still a Prem team. I mean, Chef, excuse yeah. me, Sheffield United beat Everton this weekend 1-0. And Sheffield, Sheffield United was relegated like two months ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's not it's not unfair. I mean, it's not, you know, I, I, I agree. I mean, I agree. Chelsea didn't, maybe the players didn't necessarily take this game seriously. I mean, it's not it's not unfair at this point of the season with an FA Cup final coming up to rest a player like Conte, no, it's not. although I don't know, I don't know that he necessarily needs it. But this was a game where Chelsea, the Chelsea players, could not really get up for it. They were not yeah. there for the occasion. I mean, I don't think Arsenal really was that much either. Um, no. Yeah, aside I agree. from the goal, they didn't play that well. No, I mean we haven't we haven't played well in like two months. Like really, played well. I mean, we've had like. Inconsistent results. Well, I, mean. I I do like this trend, however. Uh, losing to Arsenal, losing to Leicester. Yeah. Yes, the FA Cup uh, final. Where, again, the they slide. didn't really... I mean, Casper Schmeichel late did have to make a yeah, pretty amazing nice save. save. Yeah, One in particular, was is it was a worldie of a save. Mm-hmm. Uh, after That was after Telemans had scored. Um, a ripper that... I mean, it was a ripper, guys. Let's get into the FA Cup. Okay, It was it. a ripper. Uh, that the goal, Tillman's the hit. goal, and the save. The save was yes, off a ripper of a shot of too. Yes, uh, Schmeichel for me, player of the game. Yeah, at the end, I just agree. for saving the match. I don't think Chelsea played well. No, in that game, um, and I was surprised by that. It just, it looked like. I mean, Leicester really didn't play that well either. Uh, but you can tell when Kepa plays in goal, and this has been this way for over a year. Teams shoot from distance. They shoot on sight. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, Tielemans is has been a really uh, – he's, what, 23 or 24. He's been developing really well for a while now. He's a good player. I think he starts for Belgium too. Yeah. Um, he's a good player, but it, he doesn't score a ton of goals. And he doesn't score a ton of goals like that. But you have a player. He found some space. He knows that Kepa's there. And just put it on frame. Yeah. Kepa will not get to the ball. It was a great shot, but Kepa's – they list him at 6-1. No. Uh, I have a really do they really hard list time him at six one? They, they do. They list six him at six one. Uh-huh. I think he's probably five eleven. Um, and that Mendy, why? Mendy, who does not need to be rested. Yeah, why Mendy is he not is playing? Six five, six six. What's that? Why is he not playing the last two games? I don't. I don't get it. Uh, he was. I mean, they're just rotating for the. Uh, they said Lester so. They said yeah. So they said. Oh wait, rotating keepers. Like, they said they that. were playing Kep. I mean, he says Kepa's Kepa's his the cup, cup keeper. keeper. Yeah, like yeah. we play Stefan in the cups. I mean, that's yeah, what United we do. do that too. And they sure. said he had to play against Arsenal to knock some of the rust off before the FA Cup final. Yes, hmm. that's that's why he played, and the rust did not come off. Not that it would have mattered. <laughs> um, I mean, you just look at it, and a lot of people were trying to say like, "Oh, he did the best he could do," and like. You know, nobody gets to that one. I, I don't agree. I think that most of the league's keepers get to that ball. Uh, it, it was struck from thirty out. You know, I mean, and, it was, he hit it sweet. It yeah, it was sure not. It was not completely upper ninety. It was a good shot. But again, I agree. I think Mendy. Mendy that hits off of Mendy's palm. Exactly. Easily. 
Well, I either think way, both the goalies in the league. Either way, it's 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 Capa's problem because he's either not tall enough, which means he shouldn't be playing, or he's in the wrong position. Either way, it's it's bad for you. <laughs> now, what position should he play? <laughs> no, no, no. Like he's positioned up wrong. It, he's positioned wrong for for the play that's oh. happening. Yeah, no, I agree. I just I just thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, um, that was their only shot on target. Yeah. By the way. But it's not like you not like you left the game. You're like, oh man, Chelsea deserved the win. That they probably deserved an equalizer. Uh, but they got an equalizer, got taken away from them yeah. on VAR, which was, uh, there's some pretty good things right. going on. They got it there. right. Yeah, they but, did. Oh, wait, wait. So this is, there is a little bit of controversy about this that people are not talking about. Uh, and I, I think it is semi-legitimate. It's not focused on this incident, but VAR as a whole, right? So mm-hmm. the, the frames that they are choosing for oh, yeah. the offsides... <laughs> Are it's a big deal. Questionable, honestly. And part of the issue is they are they're just using regular television broadcast cameras which are not there uh, what is this like 24 or 30 frames per second? Mhm. Y- you know in if someone if a player is running full speed and someone did I read a post someone did all the math on this and I'm just going to take them at their word for it because I don't want to do math on anything. No. The the estimation was that a player running full speed at an average full speed of you know player just you can move about 14 inches in that one frame time that's a big deal <laughs> it's a huge difference it's a massive it, it, difference and if you look and, and 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 honestly the VAR image that they showed there's a screen grab from the television broadcast uh-huh. the screen grab showed the ball basically already off the ground that's- uh, that's another thing. Yeah. There you go. Because depending on where you stop or where you're saying the ball is released at, that's a huge deal. Yeah, massive. And if you are if you don't have – if you're saying 14 inches, I mean, you're talking about a full foot motion, which makes a big difference and, when you're trying to figure out what the frame is. Oh, and if, you know what and I think? If, and if Chilwell – if they pull a frame back and Chilwell's 14 inches further back in space, he's on Very side. Very much on side. Yeah. Very much on side. Yeah, I, I do think that was rough, um, and Chelsea hit the bar, I think, twice in a row, right? Oh, man, that was crazy. The header that hit the bar, mm-hmm. and then Giroud with the volley follow-up, contorting his body. Yep. Basically, I mean, that was a crazy – I was amazed that he even got that anywhere near the goal, and he ripped it yep. off of basically the top corner again. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, so Leicester gets the win. They win the FA Cup, which is a great – Great achievement for them. Jamie Vardy, they said afterwards, did the same thing he did with his league winner's medal where he went to sleep with the medal around him after getting hammered drunk, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he went um, – and then he had McDonald's for breakfast in the morning like he does every morning. That's every morning. So. He, uh, the other thing he does is he makes his vodka he, – he pours a bag of gummy bears into his bottle of vodka and it oh. dissolves in there. And then he, oh. you can just drink it straight basically. That is so gross. But Jamie Vardy is... Uh, there you go. You talk about Prem legends. He's an anomaly. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think anybody who's ever liked sports in the world would, has to love Jamie Vardy. A guy who came out of absolutely nothing. was like a, Wasn't he like a grocery bagger or something? He worked like at Kurt like Warner. a fish factory. <laughs> like a fish canning factory. And he, even after making the Leicester team, they were down in like the lower leagues when he was first on yeah. Leicester. Like after the first season, and he was like 23 or 24... He was like, no, you know what? It's not for me. I'm going to quit. And the coach at the time, Nigel Pearson, um, who would later be 
uh, embro- his son would later be embroiled in the Thai preseason orgy scandal. Um, <laughs> One of your favorite scandals. Great scandal. <laughs> But hey, look, we've all been there. If you're going to um, be involved in one. I mean. <laughs> but Nigel Pearson basically convinced him to stay on. Uh, and then from there, you know, the rest is, is history, as they say. Yeah. I mean, 136 goals and 300 appearances for Leicester City. Um, just a guy who started out Stock, Stockbridge Park Steels yeah. in 2007. Then he went to Halifax Town. And he scored a goal a game in all these places, then Fleetwood Town, and then a big old two million pound transfer to Leicester City. The rest, as they say, is history. His conversion rate for just about every single year he's in the Prem has been in the top three, which is incredible considering that they were supposed to be relegated right after they came up. Of course, they won the league um, the next season, and he's been one of the most dangerous players in the league for that entire time. He played well in this one. not well enough to score. He's still, I think he's coming off an injury still. Yeah. But he's 34 years old um, and still the man. Tough place to Lester. be. Tough place to be for a, for a speedy type player, though. 34. Yeah. Yeah. It got is, a lot of road behind you. Wrong side he, of it, for he sure. Does, I think uh, Iannaccio coming in is big for him because he plays so many matches every single year. Yeah. He plays all their cup matches and all that. Um, I think that... I think he'll play there forever. There was a while where it looked like he was going to move to maybe even Arsenal, and maybe he could have changed Arsenal around Ken. No way. I could. I. I don't ever see that actually having been that close to happening. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe that. <laughs> not. Not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not, not at the time. Just, not at the time. No. No. And I, it's not a slight on anybody involved. It's just like, no, can you imagine Jamie Vardy at Arsenal? Just a culture. No. It doesn't I think make Jamie Vardy is exactly where he should be to be the best Jamie Vardy he could possibly right, yeah, be. Yeah, that's a great way to put but it. But that's that's that is something cool because I mean, yeah, Leicester awesome. every year they're picked for like eighth place and they seem to fight with the big boys the whole time. They hang with them. They fade away maybe at the end, and that's what we're worried about right now for them. They're in third place on sixty six points, but they play the fourth place team. Uh, what is it? Tomorrow? They play Chelsea tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. And a repeat I mean, of the FA Cup. Let's see what Tommy Tuchel does. If Tuchel needs a win for sure. If they lose, that would put their goal differential down. Right now, they're even on goal differential with Liverpool. If they lose, and Liverpool wins their next match, they're both on sixty-six points. Yep. And then who knows what happens? And then it's the then it's season. yeah then it's so that's wild. crazy. Now yeah. Yeah, no, it's nuts. Uh, now let's again, again. Chris Wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liverpool maybe the sternest test that they've faced this season. Mm-hmm. The Man Mountain. Mm-hmm. They say actually more machine than man. Yeah. Chris Wood. They've never done any kind of advanced testing for him. And you know, and exactly. that's a, that's really a gap. Yeah, that's really a gap in the regulations. Like it allows mm-hmm. this mutant cyborg mm-hmm. killer mm-hmm. to slip through the lines and yeah. make a mockery. Mockery. Mockery of the league. The human genome. <laughs> mockery of it all. Lester plays Chelsea this week. And then they play a Tottenham team that you never know what's going to happen with Tottenham. <laughs> well, I think uh, you know a little bit more now with them being coached <laughs> by Ryan Mason and yeah. Harry Kane handing in his transfer request, allegedly. It was informal, I think. 
I don't think uh, he has. I think it's because if it's formal, I think Levy challenges him to trial by combat and calls in, uh, you know, the. Uh, who's his champion? It doesn't matter. The what? dude that played the mountain I in Game of Thrones. It's it. What the two things wrong with with Harry Kane right now? Just One, he signed his <laughs> life away to Tottenham. Yeah, I agree. And he got a big fat paycheck for it, so good for him. Yeah. But he traded a paycheck. He traded trophies for a paycheck, basically. Mm-hmm. Two, they can make. He can say, "I want to go," all, every yeah. day yep. for the rest of his the remaining of his three year contract that he's got left. But he's going to cost so yeah. much money. Yeah. And no matter what kind of player swap deals like it brought up or rumor milled, it's going to be that player plus 150. Well, not Lingard. Because the Lingard. No, I'm talking about any player. You're paying us. Do you think Daniel Levy like is gonna let this guy go? No, Daniel Levy's no, he's not. So I think that there's a chance that Harry Kane goes. I think that there is zero chance that he goes to a club in the Premier League. Not in England. Oh, exactly. Hundred percent. And and. With that being scratched off, who who can afford him? Exactly. Real Madrid, exactly maybe. right. You know, I, I no. don't think so. I don't have... Well, I don't think so. I don't think so. But where what the only the only PSG. thing I could see happening is if Real Madrid pays like a hundred million and gives them bail. Ew. I yeah, I know it's they a deal. They wouldn't do that. I know. I know. But yeah, see, I just I, I don't see it happening in any way. Just the way the finances are ringing out right now. Working. Yeah. But he was never a Barcelona guy. He might have been a Real Madrid guy, but Real Madrid would rather would rather have Mbappe, and Barcelona would rather have Holland. Yeah. Or I mean, and I, and I think that and I think that if if you know, okay, Harry Kane hands in his transfer request. David Daniel Levy says any team in the Prem wants to buy him. It's two hundred million dollars. I don't think any City's yeah. not paying that. United's not paying that. Nobody. Chelsea. Chelsea is the only team I think that would even entertain the idea of that ex- extortion, yeah. and I cannot believe that Harry Kane would be sold to Chelsea. I do not no. think that would happen. Another yeah, London team? So. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's no. not happening. And, and yeah, yeah, I I don't think so. And Levy has previous with this too. Instead of mm-hmm. selling Modric, Modric to Chelsea. For mm-hmm. uh, more money, he sold it. He sold him to Real Madrid for less than Chelsea, but significantly less than Chelsea's offer, just to not sell him to another Premier League team and not yes. to sell him to Chelsea. Yes, and I like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Levy, I think it's the right move. Yeah, Levy has all the leverage. He's, he's here, just, just worth like you said, Ken. so much more than your transfer fee. I mean, the only thing I can think that would even make it plausible would be that if Tottenham really their finances were in that much of a rough That's shape. That's exactly but I just right. Can't, like. Yeah, I just can't see it being like that. I think that Tottenham will finish probably where they are now in sixth. Uh, West Ham and Everton don't seem like they want to. I mean, they're just collapsing. Everton doesn't want right anything now. to do with the Everton. Top I mean, half of the table. Honestly. You're almost in danger, Ken, as Arsenal beat Chelsea um, and beat West Brom. You're almost in danger, Ken, of winning games and then putting this season in like a decent light if they finish in like seventh well like, we well, finish in seventh ever. place we're gonna have to go to that europa conference league Ew, oh yeah gross. Oh, i would love arsenal being and in the then, conference league. yeah i mean well because then arteta can be like well i'm in europe every what night of the week is that played every on? tuesday morning single mornings. every league <laughs> needs some 
some prestige put on it. And if oh, I do <laughs> the like Conference that League wants Arsenal in it. What does that the, logo look like? I don't know. I've, I don't know. I don't know any. I honestly don't know anything about it. The travel schedule in the early rounds of the of Tuesday the Europa morning. League. Imagine <laughs> the travel schedule. You'd be going to Siberia. Oh yeah, it would be un- unbearable. Yeah. What if it's underground? What if it's like <laughs> you go, in a cave? You go and play a game. You have to go play a game in a gulag in Siberia. Oh. <laughs> Are we gonna? Uh, are, are we talking about anything else important here? Because I, I want. I have a VAR question. Because you guys like your stats, I hate VAR, and I like talking about the inefficiencies of VAR. Sure, go. So, we go can ahead. talk about that. I was worried that you're gonna be like, I have to go because the dog <laughs> on the rug again. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was no. worried about. No, I, I wouldn't. That. Okay, I wouldn't well, leave the podcast. Would like? I wouldn't leave the podcast for that. So are, you want to? You want to talk more about the inefficiencies of VAR? Yeah, because I hate VAR, and I, I want it to go away, but it never will. Okay, so ahead. I'm gonna just. You know, okay. hate on VAR. Okay. Yeah. Are we going to, in the Premier League? Are they going to get rid of the use of of the lines for offside? Mm, I'm sure they're not. I don't well, because so. you know MLS doesn't use the lines anymore, and it's so much more efficient. Oh, I agree with you. And I've watched a couple of games recently when they've been making offsides calls. And if it's something, it, literally, if it's something yes. where you'd have to measure it, yeah, it's, with it's, a millimeter difference line. They don't it's do on. it, and they just say, you know right. what? We're sticking with the call on the field. Because VAR is for clear and obvious misses. No, no, Ken. Mm. No, that's the bad language. We don't use that. VAR, <laughs> we don't use that language. VAR should be, to, it should be to correct. It should be to fix the mistake. That's what VAR is for. Well, sure, but the mistake is for missing clear and obvious. That, and if you need a line, a line and a frame that you've picked that, by the way, yes, I agree next with you Saturday I agree. is not going to be picked by the same person, thus making the line picking different. Yeah. We shouldn't use the lines. I agree. Like, I think that MLS and this is going to be like right or wrong. I don't, it's not a hot take. I, I don't, I don't want to cause any controversy here, but I think the MLS is far, far beyond more intelligent when it comes to the use of VAR than most other leagues in the world. I don't think that's a hot take. Well, no, I don't think it's a hot take. I also think that yeah. American sports have, I guess, more experience using VAR, too. So I think there's it's a lot more, more to learn enjoyable. from. The, like, it doesn't infect the game. It doesn't impact anything, usually. Yeah. Like, English soccer, in particular, has yeah, this weird... Uh, yes, exactly. It has this weird, like, obsession with, like, the, the romantic tradition of what soccer should be, you know? So they added mm-hmm. lines. No, to, so they, so they. I mean, VAR. they basically fought the implementation of VAR at every single step, and you end up with this Frankenstein system that doesn't oh, do any awful. of the things it's supposed to do effectively. It's awful. It's like it's it miserably awful. awful. Yeah. Like every week, there shouldn't be like something every week where I can. I don't have enough fingers to even remember how many ridiculous things I've seen that VAR that's supposed to make better has made absolutely worse. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong, and I think what James had said, you read a lot about it if you if you follow other leagues, they don't understand why people that follow the Prem hate VAR so much, because there's something that the English are doing. Yeah. There's something they're doing, they're like sabotaging James said, it. to still kind of make the water murky when it's supposed to be bringing clarity the AR is and then nobody knows what the has to do with the English and no one knows like how to apply it with the handball rules you know like you know like the one in the FA Cup final right so Chelsea (laughs) Chelsea fans are are irate about it but you know in in a let's before VAR existed 
you know, that situation, the ref either calls it or he doesn't call it. And either way, nobody complains because it's just, it's, you know, it's what it is. Because right? it has to be egregious but, to be called. No, no. Well, it's like, but I mean, sometimes the ref might call that. Be like, you know what? Came off his hand. Blah, blah. Okay, whatever. I would agree but, with that more than and, the referee whistling and then VAR but, saying no. But then, but then they confuse it by, it's, it's, it's crazy because they try, they think they're trying to make these rules more clear and they're, mm-hmm. they're not. Because yes. the, what, what destroys the credibility is that one, like we talked about, the completely inconsistent um, way that they make VAR calls. You have different refs handling VAR every week and all the calls are different. That call is decided by VAR a different way, half, half time, yeah. coin flip. Yeah. So there's not even a consistent upholding of what they think the rules are. And the, the same five guys yeah, running it. Every I agree. Week. It should be every it game. should be separate from the field refs. One there should not yes. be crossover. Yeah. Yeah. I think it should be like the NHL. The NHL, like, they have like these guys that just sit in a room mm-hmm. with a hundred thousand TVs, and if something goes on where the referees can't make the call, they call this room like in Canada <laughs> and they're all watching <laughs> it and they decide and that's what it is. And that's what it is. It's not like, you know, all like the, 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 the center official on Saturday's game is now on Sunday, the VAR official. Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense. It, it yeah, they, England, England has kept it. The old boys club They are It's mm-hmm. prote- protectionism exactly right. and mm-hmm. they're not opening up the, process of being transparent at all about the dialogue between those two sets of refs and well, that is long, what like, creates a lot of the yeah. issues and look how long it took them to just simply trot themselves over to the big screen that yeah. they put up it was like still moving a mountain yeah. <laughs> to get these referees to go look at the screen yeah like i, I totally it's I sabotaged totally by design is what and Ken, exactly. you, were, you were right the whole time you said this way back in like 2018 you were more upset about how it was going to disrupt the game, but the fact that it not only disrupts the game and they get the 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 answers wrong from the te- excuse me from the terrible handballs they called at the very beginning of the year, all of those handballs that were penalties that made such a big difference in the beginning of the year, so many points won and lost then on terrible handball calls. Yeah. Then they adjust the rules and stop calling all handballs, dude. And all that's another good up. point. How? And now they they have these red cards for people Dude, kicking the ball. How like how how like this is is it's of like FIFA and all these governing bodies to say they just use their words as like they don't mean anything. Oh well, you know we were learning. There is hundreds of millions of of pounds and euros and dollars on the line here, and you're gonna say, well, you know we were learning during this. We're sorry you're relegated now. But those yeah. nine handballs we called against you probably shouldn't have been handballs, and you should still be in the league. And team yeah. and team F should be relegated. But but it, it, it's fine, right? Yeah. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I hate VAR. I'll <laughs> never like VAR. I wish it would just go away. It has done nothing. Like this yeah. is one point in and I think life that technology has absolutely ruined something. Can I, I, I agree with that too often? I agree with you, except for the last statement. I this is this is a classic case. It, it has it, it, it is terrible. I agree with you 100%. But this is a classic case of taking a technology which 
is fine on its own and ruin it, like you said, ruined by design let, by the let, people let me in save charge. You, James. Let me save you, James, because you already got the Burnley crowd against you. I'll, I'll take the whole of it. This is an English issue. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we can all it's agree an on English that. English issue. We can all agree on that. <laughs> it's a small island issue. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I mean, it's obviously been getting worse as the season has gone yes, on. The red cards better. are such a big deal in those matches. I would... At this point, I would rather have, I would rather lose a match by an offsides of two or three yards, even, you know, than have these stop and who knows what's happening. And then you just like conflate the rules. And I'd rather have, I'd rather lose a game because of that. I told you, know, I'd rather you have like a pen because I got ago. dove. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over it, man. I really am. But uh, I really don't think there's going to be any changes. There. No, no, it'll, it'll be here forever. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. But Manchester City wins the league anyways, James, despite VAR working against everyone. Yeah. Manchester City wins the league. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. We've, we've pretty much given them the title for a long time now. Uh, they played a very tough Newcastle team. Tenacious Newcastle. Uh, where, where was your pulse rate at around the uh, 60th minute or so? I wasn't so happy. I wasn't... Big bad Newcastle was up 3-1. to 3-2. Uh, was not happy. No, no, I wasn't scared only because we had the league wrapped up. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't happy about it. And I was wondering, I was wondering exactly what Nathan Ake was trying to accomplish oh, on the field. My God. Um, yeah. It'd be amazing if you guys missed on another, uh, signing of a center back. It'd be like <laughs> what you missed on like five, just buy another one next year though. Just, well, you know, dude, dip how this bad was great. he though? I mean, <laughs> He's terrible. terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely what? terrible. For the for the initial goal, mm-hmm. I, I I implore you <sighs> to, to go and watch this goal <laughs> no, on video. Can't. This is exactly how not to play defense, firstly, yeah, on a corner. He he moves <laughs> out of the way of the defender into a position. By the way, this defender is like six five. He's a tall dude. Nathan Ake runs behind him. That's and weird. barely it was, even jumps. It's like what? What part of the, where? And, what part of the trajectory are you trying to meet this ball? And it was almost <laughs> as though he knew he missed. He missed his mark, so he's like, "Oh, this is going to be on camera. This is on national te- international television. Yeah. Let me act like I'm going to head the ball." Yeah. He moved his head to where if he did hit the ball, he was going to score on himself. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then and it was a, the best. And it's like the oh, best man, thing I've He seen. messed up. Okay, whatever. And then the and then Cancelo scores and it's like you know what okay we got this and then and then Torres scores we got this and then nope Ake again Ake that man again. <laughs> charges back in a ball that is is for being forced wide in the box not I mean uh, a dangerous position but not a goal scoring position James. Don't forget too that he is the reason that the the play was even allowed to continue because he kept the guy on side at midfield. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah. runs that he charges back from midfield because he knows he hasn't done enough by keeping him on side. Runs back into the box, needlessly slide tackles the player for an easy penalty. Yeah, so um, so bad. What I a, just think you, you guys, you need to you need to buy a fifth. You talk back. about bad days at the office, and and from now on, you will just look at a picture of Nathan. That's Hackey. bad. 
That was bad. I wonder. So on, bad. In all honesty, I wonder what happens with him. I mean, you have had like Stones had a rough go of it the first couple of years after transferring over into Pep's system. Not like that. Do you think James? Do you think that he that Aki has a chance? I think is it, or do you think that he just has such a low, uh, like I guess ceiling? This is a low for him. This is a low point for him. I don't think this is the end yeah. of his city career. I think that okay. he, he's had a couple things not work out for him so far one he's been injured for long stretches of the game uh, of the season mm-hmm. actually i think he's he maybe has been available for less than 50 percent of our games just being healthy and then yeah. he he's not going to break in against stones and diaz with the form they're in with laporte as the number one backup um so he's going to be the cup defender I, for sure. I think he's a cup. De- I think it, yeah, for I right now he's a cup defender. Allow goals. I think he he needs to have an excellent preseason, um, to re- yeah. have a realistic chance of playing I, significant I games for City next. I year. don't think he has a realistic chance as long as those three are healthy. He's a depth Laporte, player. Laporte, Stones, and Diaz. I, I don't think he has a chance he's a depth player but play. if he if plays yeah, one more game player. like he played on friday <laughs> right he is done you need a depth player to come in and just be stable and not just spectacular good. yeah like, like you a, can't let like phil jones type. you don't let two goals in to newcastle the way he did now luckily yeah. we have the the newest little magician farron torres uh scoring hat tricks for us youngest youngest city, goal, young, youngest player to ever score a hat trick for pep guardiola that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I keep hearing about uh, how he didn't cost very much money. That's because he was in like he had like five months left on his contract when they signed him. That's like he was good, literally expired. Pretty good business. It's good business. Yeah, uh, I gotta tell you, like you City spends him. a lot of money. They spend a lot of money. They do it when they need to, but sometimes they do get these good deals, man. They're they're looking at something. Yeah, something hey. there. All right, so Manchester City has won the league. Um, they look like they're gonna finish out at 86 89 points which is a fairly normal rate for uh all time if you're looking at the premier league it's pretty average for a uh title winning team they get it done in various ways but nothing spectacular i think they had a stretch there from january february march where they were just really playing their best unbeatable Uh, they got cop they got caught behind in games which kind of put the hood over people's eyes uh where they were 10 points out at one point but they had like was it, like four games in yeah. hand or something <laughs> like 14 games in the season but they've been a, a pretty stable champion overall um Thank you. they're doing much more with their defense than they had uh, in previous years uh, still going to allow over 30 goals so it's not like they've had a um an all-time defense. But Maybe they're gonna you win. never know. They could shut out the next two guys. Still wouldn't be an all-time defense. It's still yeah. Still, I mean, I no, think wouldn't you be. guys had twenty-two, uh, the hundred hundred point season. Maybe it was really low. Anyway, so City's got the league wrapped up. United can still finish in third and technically fourth. Oh jeez. Um, but it's pretty unlikely. They uh, they're on seventy points, four points above Leicester. Actually, I don't think they can finish in fourth because one of those teams between Leicester and Chelsea has to drop points. Um, True. So they can finish in third. Uh, it's pretty unlikely coming down the stretch here. They didn't look great in their games this week. They they haven't really had anything to play for against anybody. They play Fulham tomorrow at one, and then Wolves, and then they have their uh, the Europa League final. Huge match. Um, maybe we'll do a <laughs> uh, special for that one if you guys want. Ugh. But United's pretty much hard done until Europa. Hopefully pass. Harry Maguire is back. 
I want to ask a little, little couple couple of parting questions for you guys. Since Pete's not here, um, I just want to know where you guys think Tottenham's going to finish. I'll start with uh, you, James. Where's Tottenham going to finish? They are in sixth right now, four points behind fifth. I, dead on points with West I also Ham. think they probably finish in sixth just because where they are now, just because both West Ham and Everton just look like they're trying to throw the rest of the season away. I, I don't I don't okay. think Tottenham do anything special to finish sixth. I think they just don't they're just not as bad as West Ham and Everton are at, to close this season out, which is a shame because I Everton? I pipped I pipped West Ham to 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 be in the top four. I'm uh, mm-hmm. extremely disappointed with David Moyes. Uh, I'm gonna be <laughs> writing him a fairly strongly worded letter. Uh, yeah, and I, I hope you'll co-sign it. it with me. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay. I'm not a big oh, yeah, uh, he will. Moyes he, guy, he, but he uh, hates Moyes. Ken Lee is a give David Moyes more time guy. Uh, Ken, where do you put Tottenham at the end of the season? Here they are in sixth. Ah, uh, sixth. For sure, sixth. sixth. Okay, I think that that's exactly where I would put them for the same exact reasons that James said. Now, Ken, I'm going to start with you on this one. Where does Arsenal finish? Uh, eighth, maybe. They play Palace maybe and Brighton. Eighth. They're in ninth. If they finish, is there any position that they finish in where you think um, Arteta should stay? Me personally, my personal opinion, yes, no. I don't either. think so, but. I have not read one single article that says anything to give me any indication that he is going to be out at the end of the season. So that's, that's crazy. That's awful. James, your thoughts on where Arsenal finishes? Tenth. Tenth. Wow, that's so incredibly mean. Um, I think won't be tenth. Arsenal finishes in eighth, just like Ken, and I think Tottenham with six, but. Uh, I think it'll be a cool run-in. We'll see what happens here. The fourth-place race is interesting now. Dr. Pete alluded to it. If Leicester somehow don't make it into Champions League, that's a pretty bad collapse. And um, Brendan Rodgers' resume has its third major collapse on it. Um, and I think that's something to be watched. I mean, he's won- it'd be huge yeah. for him to not finish in. I mean, they have to play Chelsea and Tottenham. I mean, that's not easy. But. He won the FA Cup. Mm. He's doing it with a very thin squad. It, I, I, I mean, I think it's almost comical now how they collapse at the end of seasons. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to have to figure out a plan eventually to move on uh, when Jamie Vardy kind of spoils, yeah. I guess. But Ian Otcher's been playing well. Yeah. Spoils. <laughs> You mean when you mean when the like all when the, his liver uh, gets Red pickled, and, yeah. When he has a heart attack <laughs> in <laughs> practice, pickled liver soaked in Red Bull, <laughs> Red Bull and gummy bears. Yeah. All right, guys. So we got a good, interesting end of the season coming up here. Um, anything to add, James Lewis? For the league, uh, I still hold out hope that Liverpool miss out. On the Champions League, it's a very low percentage shot right now. It is it's less than twenty-five. Uh, l- a lot of weird things need to happen. Although, as I said, and I think we all know, it's possible. The man, Chris Wood, can make it a reality. Wood. Okay, for Kenley and James Lewis, and an absent Dr. Pete, I am Tom Miller saying. I hope that Liverpool finish in fifth and it is your manager's fault that you are finishing in fifth. There you go. Amen.